Well, grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Uh, how many of you listen to the radio? You're in the car, you listen. Okay, good, 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 good. Um, everyone has their favorite station, right? Uh, and you, as soon as you turn on the car, I think uh, I was in an interview once. Um, I was interviewing somebody for a position uh, as a member of the LSS board. And one of my questions I had was, tell me the top three radio stations on your radio dial, one, two, and three. Tell me what your presets are. Because it tells you a lot about who a person is, uh, what their kind of attitude is, their demeanor from that. The other day, I was listening to one of my favorite radio stations, 97.1 The Fan. Shock, shock. Yes, thank you. And uh, the other day, I was listening to the radio. And of course, sports talk radio, they're not always talking about themselves. They're talking about other people, right? I mean, that's kind of the nature of their show. And it got me to thinking the other day, what did people say about me when I'm not around? Have you ever thought that about yourself? How many of us have ever thought that? I wonder what other, you get done with the conversation, you walk around, you're like, I wonder what they say about me when I'm not around. Well, if that's you, you are in good company because Jesus in our gospel lesson for today did the exact same thing. Who do people say that I am? Jesus asked the uh, disciples. You see, they were, um, Jesus and the disciples were walking. They were going to Caesarea Philippi. Now, Caesarea Philippi, just to put it in context with you on a map, uh, is about 25 miles northeast of the Sea of Galilee, about 120 miles from Jerusalem, okay? And as they were journeying, Jesus asked them that question. He asked them, who do people say that I am? And so the disciples kind of look at, I, I imagine they would look at each other and some say, uh, John the Baptist. Now remember, John the Baptist was recently beheaded, okay? So they thought maybe it was Jabab coming back. They said, uh, what about, uh, some say Elijah. Now remember, Elijah didn't actually die an earthly death. That's where we get the chariots of fire. You know, that song, swing low, sweet chariot. That's about Elijah, okay? So they thought maybe it was Elijah come back. Big part of Judaism. The other part was like, oh, maybe it's Jeremiah or, or one of the prophets. And then Jesus goes and he says to them, but who do you say that I am? Our identity can be tough to identify. Who are we? How do we define ourselves? How do you define yourself? Do you define yourself by what you do for a living? Our schools give us identity. I'm a Wesleyan Cougar, a capital crusader. Our marital status, families, friends, and hopefully, yes, our faith would help to shape and mold our identity. What is your identity? What is your role in life? What is your purpose? Who are we and why are we here? Age-old questions. Sometimes the question, I don't know if you've noticed this in your life, but I've noticed it in mine. Sometimes you can get an answer by flipping the question on its head. What do others say that you are? If you had to ask somebody, how would they describe you? We live in a world where so many people are defined and they, they tell us who we are by things like material possessions, credit scores, uh, what type of cell phone you use or don't use. How many of you have uh, don't carry a smartphone and when you take it out, people look at you funny? <laughs> Why, even where we go to the grocery store and what you put in your cart can tell people a little bit about you. I love going to the grocery store. And when I see you, sometimes some of you are like, oh,
It's a lot of fun. I have a great time with it. Sometimes even your identity, even if you know who you are, sometimes your identity can be stolen, can it? Your wallet or purse is stolen or you left it somewhere. Your credit card numbers are lifted. Your social security card number is copied and boom, you no longer exist, but the person spending all your money certainly does. Identity is a precious thing, a hot commodity in our current society. For any victim of identity theft knows your name is not always your own. To test this, uh, I went the other day and I Googled myself. Has anyone ever, whatever your search engine is, have you ever looked yourself up on the internet? Just type in your name sometime. It's a ton of fun. I uh, Apparently, I am a part of, now, hold on. Just to set the record straight, I'm a 35-year-old male who likes to play softball, likes long walks on the beach, um, graduated from high school in 1997, and was last to be picked for the basketball squad in gym class, okay? That's where we're at. When I got the results of my web search, apparently I am, I just typed in Aaron Lane, uh, I am a member of the military police in the Army, currently stationed in North Carolina. Who does Google say I am? Apparently, I am also a 5'10", 175-pound tailback who was recruited for Virginia Tech football back in 1993. Two things wrong with that. Number one, I was 14 in 1993. And number two, I would love to be 175 pounds. So, Jesus asks the question, who do people say that I am? I contend that our identity is not always about who we are, those facts and figures of life, for those things change every birthday, every school year, every new job, every change of location. No, our identity does not rest on who we are, but rather whose we are. So let's try something this morning to illustrate my point. I want you right now, I guarantee that not all of you know every single person here gathered today for worship. So I would like you to make eye contact with someone across the rows. If you have to stand up, you have to stand up. But make eye contact. Focus. Focus here, all right? Make eye contact with someone you do not know or maybe someone you do know, okay? Don't take your eyes off them. Come on. George, get in on this. Let's go, buddy. Come on. All right. Now, simmer down, simmer down. All right. Now, right now, I want you to... Don't look at me. Look at them. All right. On the count of three, I want you to say your first name to them. Ready? One, two, three. Okay. Now, I don't care if you're embarrassed for your middle name or not. Now, say your middle name. Go. And now, say your last name. All right. Now, look at, look at them. Look at them. All right. This is what I want you to do. Don't answer right away. Listen. Look at them. Okay. I know it's awkward to look someone right in the eye for this long. It's kind of fun for me. Um, Okay, this is what I want you to do. I want you to think in your mind the first name of the Son of God, the first name only. On the count of three, I want you to say the name very loudly of the name of your Lord and Savior. Ready? One, two, three. Jesus. Now look up here. Some of you were like, can I? It's very important to be your own individual person. It is very important to know who you are as a person and who God made you to be. Our second lesson for today said there's a lot of different gifts. God has given you gifts that I don't have, and God's given me gifts that maybe you don't have. God puts us all together. 
And while we have individual first names, middle names, maybe we share a last name with someone else, there is one name that unites us. There is one name that goes beyond all of that stuff and gets to the very core of who we are. And it's the name that you proclaim. It's the name that we join together. And no matter who you are, whatever gifts you have, is the one name that we can always have our identity in. And that name is Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. It is not uncommon this day for stories to arise that show stolen bank numbers and bank accounts wiped out and all that stuff. But in this day and age, even today, Nobody, and I mean nobody, can take away the one to whom your identity is in. The one who in the waters of baptism named you and claimed you and said, you are my child, my beloved. The one who said, I have called you by name, you are mine. Nobody can take away the fact that you are saved by grace through faith in Christ. Through Jesus, you are forgiven of your sins. Through Jesus, you are saved from eternal death. Through Jesus, the name that you just proclaimed, you are saved from the power of the devil. You are saved by grace. As Pastor Charlie used to say, God's riches at Christ's expense. The disciples of Jesus answered his question, who do people say that I am? But what Jesus goes on to say to them is, but who do you say that I am? How many of you remember in school when the teacher asked a question and everyone didn't know the answer and so you all looked to the one smart kid? You're like, I don't know. I imagine that's, when I, whenever I read scripture, maybe try this on your own, try to imagine what, what people's look like while they're doing this. I'd imagine that when, you know, P Jesus says, well, who do people say that I am? Oh, you know, Elijah, Jeremiah, you know, blah, blah, blah. And when he says, but who do you say that I am? They all looked at Peter. Because it doesn't say, Matthew is great at seeing immediately they did this or immediately they did it. It doesn't say in the scripture, immediately Peter spoke up. So they maybe looked at Peter and said, can you help a brother out? And Peter is like, uh, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. To which Jesus answered, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah. Remember, Peter's name is not Peter at this point. It's Simon, son of Jonah. He says, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, Petros, the Greek word for rock. Way before Dwayne Johnson ever existed the rock and on this rock I will build my church and even the gates of Hades the gates of hell will not prevail against it Peter's confession Peter's profession of Jesus's identity as the promised Christ the anointed one the Messiah the promised Messiah this is the truth and it is on that truth on the solid and sure foundation of Peter's confession that Jesus says the church will be built on. Not even the hell can triumph over the solid foundation of the church, which is the same yesterday and today and every tomorrow. Jesus Christ is the living son of the living God. Today it is that identity. I don't know what it is that you're going through today, but you may be struggling with who am I? Who have I become? And those are fine questions. Struggle with that. Talk to God about it. 
But today, we must know that our identity is founded in Jesus Christ and that confession, Jesus is Lord. What do you say? Peter made the confession that Christ is Lord. I love impersonations. Uh, When I was growing up, I used to watch Dana Carvey all the time on Saturday Night Live. Anybody remember Dana Carvey? The church lady, right? Wasn't that special? And he is a Lutheran. That's exactly right, Carol. I knew I liked him. All right. Well, he made an impression on me when I was watching his impressions. Who do people say that I am? I, what, I, what can you learn from yourself from impressions of others, right? I always liked Dana Carvey in his uh, George Bush impressions, the first George Bush. Wouldn't be prudent. Not at this juncture. Yeah, I watched a lot. Can you tell? Anyway, um, I asked people on Facebook this week. I said, uh, what are some of your favorite palisms? Because I want to know, you know, who do people say that you are? Well, you learn a lot from people's impressions of you. And on Facebook, here are now the top 10 palisms that you voted on on Facebook. Here we go. Number 10, I'm in sales, not management. That's Pastor Charlieism, but I stole it. All right. Number nine, if that ain't Jesus calling, you better hang up. Okay, that's another one. Uh, number eight, let me say this about that. I say that a lot. Number seven, please rise as you are able. <laughs> Count how many times I say that in a service. Number six, okay, let's try this again. I say that a lot. Uh, let's see here. Uh, number five, according to John Cochran, preach it, preacher. Okay, when I go Baptist, all right. Uh, number four, my guy. I say that to even girls, my guy. Uh, Number three, awesome. I say awesome a lot, apparently. Number two, I say this in sermons. How many of you? (laughs) I always laugh because I'll come home from uh, Marcy, Marcy, my wife, sorry, Marcy. Um, I go home and and I say, you know, what'd you think of the sermon? She say, how many of you? I'm like, oh, yeah, I said it again. (laughs) And the number one reason or the number one favorite palism is it's Friday, but Sunday's coming. There you go. All right, thank you, thank you, thank you. Very interesting to hear your responses to a lot of things that I say. What do I say a lot? Of course, we would be remiss. Uh, ben Sloss put on my Facebook, uh, Pastor Ben Sloss, excuse me, wrote, uh, you have to do it all in the radio announcer voice. So I have to do it that way. Who do you say that I am? Who do others say that you are? Our identity is grounded in whose we are. And when we can do that, when we have our identity grounded in whose we are, we can stand up in a place full of people and make fun of yourself because that's not what you're all about. If you're grounded in Jesus Christ, then you've got it right. Through that cross on Good Friday and the empty tomb on Easter morning, Jesus won for us a victory that we can all share in. It doesn't matter if you're young or old, tall or short, skinny or not so skinny. It doesn't matter who the world says that you are. What matters is whose you are. And from there, your identity is founded on the solid rock, the truth that Jesus is the Christ, the son of the living God. Let us build our very lives on this truth, on this rock. As I end here today, I have one question for you. And it's a question only you can answer. It's a question that can bring life and salvation. Jesus asked Peter and the disciples, Now hear Jesus asking you the same question today. But who do you say that I am? May our words and our actions, may our very lives proclaim our answer. Amen.
And now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen.